0: I was a journalist for 20 years, Yeah, but unlike you, Sam, I didn't study it. I did not major in journalism. I had no clue that that was something I would go into, even though I was involved in like my college radio station and by my senior year was the news director. It was something that I did for fun. Mm -hmm. But then when I was in my early forties and I was fired from CNN by the new president i had to discover how those skills that i had been honing as a journalist were transferable can you talk us through kind of your mindset and your thinking as may 2019 was approaching which is when you graduated from maryland and you had been presumably networking as you mentioned with various family friends I'm guessing classmates, maybe even beyond that, and how you were thinking about the skills that you had if you were at all.
1: There was nerves for sure, and at the same time, you know we'll talk about mindfulness soon. There was a lot of composure, trust in myself that it was going to work out, and not again tackling everything at once. Like we put so much pressure on ourselves to be. 22 years old, coming out of college and knowing exactly what we want to do. And the best thing you can do is probably pick where you want to live and who you want to be around and understanding that your five best friends are going to be a reflection of you. And if you trust them and they got great jobs, then you're going to be built up and learn on the fly as well. Learning on the fly is something that for whatever reason, sometimes seems to have a negative connotation where it's like you're not prepared. Learning on the fly for me means that you're a sponge. You're just taking everything in. You're really excited about learning opportunities. With you and with me, maybe we didn't study what we're doing now, but we're quick learners and we dive into it. And like I mentioned, I'm a sponge. I want to take everything in from people that are above me, but also people that are under me. There's, There's learning opportunities everywhere.
0: Speaking of learning opportunities, while you were an undergrad, mm-hmm. you had four internships, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. And they ran the gamut from <laughs> working on a philanthropic broadcast content to working as a content creation intern at a venture backed startup. Mm-hmm. It was a Hispanic digital media company. Mm-hmm. How did you get these internships, Sam? And were you deliberate in choosing the type of industry or the type of company that you wanted to work in? Or were you just like, who's going to hire me?
1: Looking back now, it's funny because I love working with kids. And obviously, I speak Spanish now. And so it's almost like I had it mapped out. I didn't. Ryan Seacrest Studios was my favorite internship. Ever. I mean, working with kids, understanding the sensitivity behind actually being at a news channel in a hospital that only airs through the hospital was impactful. It made me understand that there's a level of impact that you can have as an employee of something when you make real connections with your audience. And our audience was the kids in the hospital that for an hour in their day was their favorite time of the day to work with us and to make Funny news programs that aired through the hospital. And one kid felt like he was famous in the hospital because he had a building toy show and all that. So I really appreciated Ryan Secret Studios for helping me learn journalism and check the boxes of what the journalism school was looking for. But really it was working with kids, which I love to do. The rest of it is really milking connections. My stepmom works for iHeartRadio. She's on TV and radio in Chicago. That was that iHeart position. And then my uncle Doug and my aunt from Tijuana. They started Me Too. So that's where I moved into Me Too. I did an internship there for the summer. Those 2 were really connection-based. I'll say the negative side of it was that I didn't feel like I was earning the positions or on a day-to-day. I was mostly learning as much as possible and floating around. But it wasn't as much of like a, a grind of a position where I felt like, wow, I'm really confident in my role here. I was just learning about the business, which probably helped a lot. But at the time, I felt still a lot of nerves about my career. What am I good at? And it wasn't necessarily like specific.
0: Do you feel like doing that variety of job functions at those Mm -hmm. different companies helped you to sort of rule out maybe things you didn't want to do less so about what you did, but
1: you were at least filtering out the kinds of things that maybe weren't a good fit? 100%. 100%. I mean, before those internship opportunities, I might have taken a job at another company and been like, wow, this is awesome. I got offered a job from iHeart out of college. And it was something that I actually passed on because I thought that I'd already kind of seen what that world was because of the internship. And I knew that that job, as I think it was a media planner, didn't allow me to engage with my partners. It was actually me just going to direct report to my manager. And I was like, wow, that really means I'm talking to one person throughout my entire tenure there. And it freaked me out. And the fact that I was able to communicate that it freaked me out with myself was a clear sign that I needed to look at something that was going to be more me to all my partners, you know, controlling a portfolio and, and understanding that like bucket listers, it's very fresh on a daily basis. I am talking to a plethora of partners. So it's really exciting on that end. But I agree with what you said. I mean, you rule out a lot with the more you do. And for me, it was also tackling different cities. That was Chicago, LA, that was DC, that was Baltimore. I got to see these different cities and understand what a commute felt like and understand like what I was interested in, as well as New York with b So I really feel like I got an understanding of not just the job and the role, but also the city, which is a huge factor when people are moving.
0: What advice do you have for students in terms of how they can choose the best internships for them? And again, the mindset to have going into these internships.
1: Yeah. I mean, the mindset has to be Open chalkboard, like just take in so much information, go above and beyond in terms of not necessarily the work that you put in during the day, but out a lot of thinking, a lot of brainstorming, and max creativity, I would say, isn't really important. So, bringing in ideas, or one thing I did at Too is I actually had to pitch sometimes, and it was just like me in a room and I would pitch. And I don't know if they were really taking my advice or my uncle was putting me in the position, but it got me comfortable with speaking in front of people. And that was really important. Whether it's an interview and it's one-on-one or it's talking to a team, feeling confident about yourself is going to be your number one driver and something that actually exudes. People exude confidence. So as you're jumping in to you know, your next interview or looking at your next internship, Feeling confident, even if you don't have the skills, you have the personality or you have the charisma or you have the desire to learn, which is a skill set to dive in. And, and that's probably going to be your number one trait of success at this time when you don't have a specific skill set. No one's really expecting you to know the ins and outs of an industry when you're 22 years old. Absolutely.
0: And again, I think a lot of students discount all of the skills they do have. Mm -hmm. Even if it's in a particular major, when you start taking inventory of your technical skills, like your writing, your verbal communications, your analytical skills, your creativity, your interpersonal team building, whatever it is, like all of these are transferable into all kinds of different job functions.
1: There you go. And so if a resume is giving you difficulty or struggle or stress, get it out there, but don't worry too much about your resume because it is these non-resume transferable skills that when you're in a room with somebody, the resume kind of gets put aside. They look at it, but the resume is actually something that just gets you in the door. They want to hear who you are. And what I appreciate about the Bucket Listers interview process was that was really what it was. They wanted to see... My photos from my travel trip to Sedona, they wanted to see that I was someone that was constantly on the move, but really understood markets and understood population and demographics and things like that, rather than that I knew what Ticketmaster was and how how ticketing worked. It wasn't about that. It was about who I was.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at